Blog Talk Radio. This is the 4 FCS Fanatics Radio Show with your hosts, Adam Willie, Preston Adams, Dakota Collins, and Jeff Wigton. And now, here's the show. All right, we're going a little late tonight, Jeff. Are you there? I'm here. How are you? I'm good. <clears throat> Never really seen it from this end before, so I was kind of scrambling around. And I didn't know I still had to call in, but but we're here. And um, this is the four SCS Fanatics. Well, it's two tonight. Adam and Preston are not here tonight. How, how, how's your week been? It's been crazy. Um, I'm glad I'm not doing this from the road right now. So that's that's always a good thing. So, <laughs> but yes, it's it's been one of those weeks. So I'll tell you in a couple of weeks though, I probably will, if I'm able to do the show from the road, I will probably be on my way back from Western Illinois University that evening. So that'll be fun. Well, let's just jump right into it. I guess we can just start off by uh, recapping what our conferences did uh, this week. Do you have Adam's conferences for the week? Oh, of course I do. Uh, I just got to load all this stuff up here because, frankly, again, as you said, it's been a little bit of a scramble today, but that's okay. We're gonna we're we're gonna carry the show here. And I can I can start off with mine if you want. I got mine pulled up. Um, I'll let you go ahead here again, um, and, I, and I think I, I kind of made mention to it earlier. This has been one heck of a day, and I, this is actually the yeah. first time I've actually sat down. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I've kind of looked at it at, at, at all this, but I didn't put anything together for tonight. So I, I normally right. do that in the morning, but I had meetings this morning, and then I had uh, I got a I got a filling replaced. But again, that filling was actually older than Adam. Uh, might be older than you, but I know it wasn't older than Preston. So that's that's where my day's been today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't I, any free time I had because I worked today. So like I done my like conferences during my lunch and then all that stuff. But I got them ready. Um, so I'm just gonna start off with this, as I do every week with the Southern Conference and the big game that you know this past week was Wofford versus East Tennessee State. You know, it was interesting to see if East NC State was ready to take that next step and really just take have a firm grasp on the um, Southern Conference. But Wofford really had no problem with them. You know, they defeated the Buccaneers 30-17 to to regain first place in the conference. But the probably the best game of the week was the Citadel versus BMI. You know, two military schools going at it. Uh, the Citadel mm-hmm. et, uh, etched out a two-point win, 34-32 over the Cadets to keep them winless on the year. Uh, Sanford, two-possession win over Furman, 38-25. Then Mercer dropping 59 on Western Carolina and also giving up 46, but Mercer did hold on, 59-46. And the Ohio Valley, we had a you know, big upset. Jacksonville State's huge conference win streak stops at 36. Southeast Missouri, no problem with the Gamecocks, 37-14. to They now lead the OVC. Murray State stays undefeated in the conference on the road, 34-6 to over Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Illinois and UT Martin with a classic 24-21 goes in favor of the Panthers. And 
Tennessee State keeps Tennessee Tech winless, 41 to 14. And then we go into the SWAC and another great game: Grambling State and Alcorn State. Alcorn State scored with 12 seconds. I watched the end of that game. Alcorn State scored with 12 seconds left to defeat Grambling, 33 to 26, to really put Grambling season in shambles just because of the start they got off to earlier in the year. North Alabama defeated Jackson State, 24 to 7. Um, that surprised Who would have thought? Actually. Yeah, I, I uh, really just how <clears throat> the margin of victory is what gets me the most. It's not really North Alabama's win, just that how easily they were able to win. Um, Mississippi Valley State defeated Arkansas Pine Bluff in double overtime, 48 to 47. Southern defeated Texas Southern, 21 to 7. And that wrapped up my conferences. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, I will tell you what, I honestly, you know, we've been doing this show this long. I've only missed one show. You'd think I'd know what Preston's conferences are like the top of my head. I know he's got the MEAC. He has yeah. MEAC, Patriot, and he, he has Colonial. Yep, okay. Uh, well, what the heck, I will run through through those as well here. Uh, again, we're going to start, though, with the uh, Big Sky, as we usually do. And I thought, uh, the, the actually, the, the surprise of the week in, in the Big Sky was the fact that Northern Colorado finally gets a win, and they get it against North Arizona, Northern Arizona. I mean, that, that really and that was a lacking. Oh, yeah. You know, and Northern Arizona had a 14-12 halftime lead, and I thought, oh, okay, well, that game's over. And then North Northern Northern Colorado comes back out and puts up thirty points in the second half and wins at forty two to fourteen. It's like, what the yeah. heck happened there? I stopped paying attention to that game. So <laughs> Yeah, one of those games where it was just like, Holy cap. Um Idaho State, I was surprised. They lost at Liberty forty uh forty eight to forty one. Um and, and that yeah. was a that was a shootout game right from the you know, from the second quarter on. So that that was a good game. Um, Idaho beat Southern Utah, not quite surprised there, 31-12. to 12. Weber State uh, was able to beat Montana State 34-24, but they needed, uh, all, they needed to score 10 points in the fourth quarter to do so. And uh, UC Davis, yeah, surprise, surprise. They beat Cal Poly uh, 52-10. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. And then North Dakota – over Sacramento State, yeah, again, big surprise there. All right, so let's move on here to – let's go on to what, – what's my next conference? Let's see here. The Big South. Okay, I'll take that. Um, the Campbell Camels stumbled in New Jersey. They lost to Monmouth 38-21. to I was sad to see that happen, but you know it yeah. is what it is. They played a, they played a good game from what I, from what I saw, so – um, you know, hats off to the to the Camels. They're still having a good year, and and Monmouth. Well, they needed that win to to prove that last year wasn't quite a fluke. So they beat the toughest team in so far, other than Kennesaw State in the conference. So the only other game in there uh, in the in the big uh, and again, no big surprise here. Charleston Southern beating Presbyterian forty-one to seven. So those were yeah. the only two games in the Big South. Moving on to the Colonial, and I wish I had paid a little bit more attention to the chatter on these games over the weekend. Um, 
Elon over Richmond. Not quite a surprise there, 38 to 28. William and Mary upset Maine, and I thought that was that was quite an upset. Yeah, uh, they they won twenty twenty seven to twenty. Um, they outscored the the Bears uh, twenty seven to or Black Bears twenty seven to twenty in the in the second half. So I mean, hats off to the Tribe. That's that's a good that's a good home win. Um, and, and and Maine really needed well they they really needed to win out so. Yeah, just kind of yeah, it would just have the colonial shaping up. You really can't be losing if you're Maine. You can't be really losing to William and Mary. Exactly. Well, and, and and you also kind of wonder how the committee's going to take a look at that here in a few weeks because you know William and Mary came into that game two and four, and, and Maine was four and two. You know, yeah. and and they've beaten some pretty good competition this year, and then they lose to William and Mary. So. I kind of sit there and I look at this game and I'm like, ooh, yeah, that that that's that's not good, guys. You, you shouldn't have you shouldn't have lost that bad to. Uh, I mean, not that that's a bad loss; it's only seven points, but still, yeah, you still lost. Yeah, that loss. I'll talk about it a little bit more later, but that loss almost made me put Maine really just in the, in the you know playoff graveyard that we started. Just that loss right there. Look at the rest of their schedule. You know, really, the only other oh, chance I, they have to get an impressive win is Towson. So, mm-hmm. I, I have to admit, in in my they are they're on my bubble, but uh, yeah, I can yeah, I put them on the going. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's where I've got them too. Uh, Delaware, no surprise, big win over New Hampshire, thirty-eight to fourteen. Uh, Towson beats Albany, fifty-six to twenty-eight, and. Tony Brook beats Rhode Island, you know, in our game of the week. I'm not, I'm not as surprised about that. I thought Rhode Island would win on the road. Honestly, I did. But um, 52 to 14, I was like, what? You know, that should have been a lot more competitive game than it was. Yeah. All the crap we talked about Stony Brook's offense, and then they go out and drop 52 on Rhode Island. Yeah, we're we're gonna get to the recap a little bit later, but. I saw the final score, and, you know, I was expecting a lot closer game because, you know, when we were talking about the spreads, and it came out that was a seven-and-a-half point spread. It closed at a five-and-a-half, but still. Uh, I thought it would be maybe a field goal game, just how evenly matched these teams were. But Stony Brook came out and made a statement, so props mm-hmm. to them. Uh, yeah, I, I figured at most it would be a one-score game. I figured maybe a touchdown would would separate the two, but I figured it would go into the fourth quarter. Not – 52 to 14 type score though that that to me was just absolutely crazy so all right let's go back into scores here just a second and i love my computer tonight it's a wonderful thing (laughs) when one thing goes wrong it all goes wrong well that and i've got i've got i'm working on about three different projects at once so (laughs) i've got i've got several tabs open and it's probably slowing things down which mm-hmm. should surprise me but that's okay but all right let's go to oh, let's let's just hit the missouri valley what the heck um <laughs> let me start off here just a second as i said it's slowing down um, I may be able to shut some of those tabs down a little, in a little bit. Uh, North Dakota State, surprise, surprise, they beat uh, they stay undefeated and beat Illinois State at home, twenty-eight to fourteen. 
Adam was at that game. Uh, said it was a good game all throughout. Western Illinois, of course, you know I was following my Leathernecks as they upset the Missouri State Bears. Uh, to me, that yeah, we'll talk about this this win later. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, Missouri State, bye bye. Um, yeah, they needed that's a good that. Line. Mm-hmm. They needed that win at home to uh, right in order to to stay to stay viable, and and that that just was ugly. Uh, Indiana State wins twenty four twenty one at Southern Illinois. I was glad to see that. Uh, UNI beats South Dakota State twenty four to nine, and again, it's another one of those games. I thought it would be a lot closer, and in fact, actually, I again, I I was thinking that the Jackrabbits would uh, would be able to, to pull off the road win, but you know, you and I, that the Uni Dome is a house of horrors for a lot of teams in the Valley, and well. Turned out it was it was the Jack Roberts turn to, to to hate that stadium this week, and the Penguins uh, they they won twenty nine to seventeen they actually uh, they beat the the Coyotes of South Dakota. Uh, both teams now have a three and four record. You know, let's go ahead here to let's see the Ivy. Oh yes, that was a fun that was another fun conference to watch this weekend. Uh, yeah. Princeton stayed undefeated as they beat Harvard twenty nine to twenty one. I thought Harvard played a a really good game there. Um, and, and then again, the other game that I was watching in that conference, Dartmouth beat Columbia twenty eight to four or to twelve. Um, that was again not unexpected. And I'm, honestly, I don't uh, I haven't looked at uh, what's coming up yet for these com- or for these two teams in this conference, but. I could easily see that being one of those games that you know if uh, yeah that that game next week it's not this week but it will be next that game could definitely have some national attention if Princeton and Dartmouth face each other and they're undefeated. Well, I know we already talked about it some, you know, um, mm-hmm. where yeah you know, I, I just pulled up their schedule. Princeton's actually got by this week. You know, Dartmouth has Harvard at home, so. And like you said, they're on a collision course for November the third. We've already talked about if Dartmouth gets past Harvard, that's potential game of the week material right there. You know, two undefeated Ivy League teams have just looked dominant mm-hmm. at the FCS level. Oh, definitely. Well, and and, and nothing against it, but I, they're not just dominant in their own conference. They, I mean, they they faced no, they dominated out of conference too. Yeah. So, you know, Georgetown, I mean, who's undefeated in the Patriot, Dartmouth shut them out by 41. So, yeah, we're still <clears> talking about Georgetown, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Georgetown <laughs> yeah, right now is Patriots. playing out of their shoes. <laughs> Georgetown is, is, is playing well above their, well, you know, their expectations of the year. And, and you know, good for the Hoyas. I mean, I'm glad that, I'm glad that they yeah. didn't uh, let those preseason – you know, words you know, bo- you know, bog them down. But you know, they're they're playing way above what they were expected to. So, yeah. I mean, we talked about like Lehigh last year, going winless in non-conference, but then getting that big win streak in conference. And to me, it just says a lot about a team that if you start the season rough but finish strong and still make the playoffs, no matter what your record, that's that's an accomplishment and nothing to really turn a blind eye at. Yeah. No, most definitely. Uh, just a, also a point of note here: Cornell beats Brown thirty-four to sixteen, and Yale 
Uh, Yale and Pennsylvania matched up. Yale wins 23 to 10. Both teams also exit that one with a four and two record. Now let's go on here to our next conference. That would be the MEAC. That is one of uh, Preston's conferences. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. I thought so. Um, no really close games here this, this week. Uh, I think the closest game was Howard beating Morgan State 35 to 26, but uh, South Carolina State beats uh, Delaware State, beating them without a loss or without a win this year, 30 to 19. Um, North Carolina Central beats Norfolk State. They're both teams now three and three, but North Carolina Central obviously was the better team last Saturday, 36 to six was the final there. And North Carolina A and T six and two on the year. They beat Bethune Cookman, 35 10. I think they needed that game in order to also stay you know, uh, relevant as, as the season's going to, you know, keep marching on. So, all right, let's head on to the Northeast conference. That's another one of my conferences here. Um, Robert Morris wins 49 to 45 over division two central state of Ohio. Really guys. Still playing D2 really? like... <laughs> yeah, they're still playing D2 and, and almost losing to D2, by the way, you know, <laughs> it wasn't for a good first quarter or yeah, first quarter they were up twenty one to seven. And Central State just kept picking away and picking away. So there you go. Um Duquesne though, they beat Saint Francis on the road. Uh twenty seven to twenty was the final score there. Bryant just squeaked by Fordham. Uh they they just barely uh, get by them. Forty two to forty one was the final score in that contest, and it looks like they they might. And I don't know. I'm, I didn't look at the recap here, but it looks like they might have used three field goals in the fourth quarter to to edge them out. And Sacred Heart uh, they beat Central Connecticut twenty eight to twenty five. It looks like, uh, yeah, that that could have been a close game uh, right there at the end. So, let's see here. You have the Ohio Valley. So, do we need uh, you? I uh, need to go to the Patriot then next, don't I? <laughs> All right. Well, let me head to the yeah. Patriot here. <laughs> okay. Thanks. If we have to. <laughs> All right. Well, and and there you go. Uh, you know, it looks like the, uh, the one of the more interesting games out of this conference. Actually, they, they had some good competition this weekend. Uh, Georgetown beats Lehigh twenty-two to sixteen in double overtime. So that was a good win for Georgetown. They're four and four on the season. Um, Bryant edges Fordham forty-two to forty-one. And again, it looks like, um, yeah, that was, that was a close game right up to the end. And then Lafayette and Bucknell, well, that, that that was a game of the week. And that, when I say that that's a game of the week, that's not W-E-E-K, that's W-E-A-K. That's 29-27 as your final there. Moving on to the Patriot, and I know that that's one of my conferences here. There we go. San Diego continues to roll in the Pioneer. They win 42-13. to uh, Drake continued to keep pace uh, with San Diego. Uh, 28-17 was your final over over Dayton there. Now, Davidson also needed to, to win in order to keep pace with Drake and 
and also with Stetson, uh, they didn't they didn't win though. So they uh, they lost in double overtime, forty eight to forty one to the Marist Red Fox. Moorhead State edges uh, Valparaiso, thirty one to twenty four. Both had their their uh, first conference win the previous week. So, so Moorhead State now has two conference wins, and Valpo goes to one and one in the conference and one and six overall. Stetson, though, they keep pace with San Diego. 38-35 was the final over Jacksonville. And, again, Jacksonville kept it close all the way and almost, almost tied it at the end. So there we go. All right. Let's move on here. I know you have the swag. Let's see here. Uh, do you have Southern? Yes, I do. Okay, got it. So I don't need that one. I need Southland. All right. And that's one of Adam's conferences. So, yes. Yes. Come on. Uh, I'll tell you what. For some reason, my computer's probably going to have you take the slack, but we'll see. Um, Lamar beats. Oh, man. This I didn't that, see yeah, earlier. No, I yep. Lamar beats Sam Houston State 41-23. to 23. Uh, we'll just say it now. Graveyard. So Yep. Yeah. They're in mine. <laughs> yep. Yep. Get I the didn't shovel. see that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> hey, get the shovel for uh no, don't get the shovel, but probably put McNeese State on the bubble. Uh Incarnate Word beats uh beats McNeese State forty five to seventeen. Now we thought we talked last week this was gonna be a close game. Again. Where's the closeness here? Forty-five to seventeen, and it was incarnate word from the word go. So, congrats to the Cardinals there. That that's a great win, wonderful win, and and I, I hope that the uh, committee takes a look at that, you know, for later. Hi, yeah. How are you doing out here? <laughs> I, I I've been joined by the dog, so uh, hopefully that the cat doesn't join us. Dogs as well. are always welcome. Uh, Dogs are welcome, except for our, our dog and our cat do not get along. So oh. I don't need this to be a battleground while we're on the radio and it's just the two of us. So, right. <laughs> yep. Stephen F. Austin beats up on Houston Baptist, 42-14. to 14. Um, Yeah, go figure. Again, another game of the week. Stephen F. Austin's only uh, improved to 2-5 and five on the year, while Houston Baptist drops to 1-6. and six. Uh, Central Arkansas stays is good with a 38-17 to 17 win. I uh, still have them just as a bubble team, though. Uh, maybe it's me. I'm just not, not convinced. Just, yeah, there's been one of those teams no one's talking about, but they're, I mean, who have they beaten? Have they beaten anyone really of significance? Uh, I'm supposed to schedule. Yeah, if you can pull that one up for us, that would be that would be Yeah, okay, so they've beaten out of conference, they beat Murray State of the Ohio Valley, and they lost to Tulsa by eleven. And Tulsa is a one and six team in the FBS right now. Okay. And then they lost to they lost to Tulsa, and they lost in overtime to Sam Houston State, which is not looking very good right now. <laughs> no. No, that's that's not looking very good. So Central Arkansas, yeah, they, that's they're they're a bubble team in my book, um, and they've been 
it's it, it's one of those teams I'd like to see, you know, maybe get a an invite into the playoffs, but I I just don't know. Again, nothing against the Southland, but uh, it's just not it's not the competition of the Big Sky or the Missouri Valley or you know the the Colonial. It's just not one of the big three conferences. That's for sure. Uh, and then Abilene Christian, that's the last game that I've got here. It's 48 to 27 win over Southeast Louisiana. Uh, they even up their season, their season record at four and four while Southeast Louisiana drops to three and five. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to have you go ahead. My computer does not want to pull up the swag because of an ad on the computer. And as soon as I say that there, it comes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I already did the swag. Right, well, I as well. I'm sorry. I already did the swag because that's one of mine as well. Oh well, yeah, you're right because I see North Alabama there. I see Grambling. Yeah, I see what you're talking about. So yeah, we're good there. So, all right. So that actually covers now all the conferences. All right. Honestly, good the big, the biggest one is the two that the two games that really. Not to go back to the Southland, really, but, I mean, yeah, just Lamar over San Houston State and Incarnate Word over McNeese, just the way those teams won that game is what stood out the most to me. Mm-hmm. And I guess you could throw Southeast Missouri in there as well. But, Southeast Missouri, though, I mean, they've had flashes of brilliance this year. Uh, you know, in in this case, it was it was one of those games where I was. Uh, it didn't surprise me as much as Incarnate Word just dominating McNeese. You know that right. was that that to me was a big game. Um, of course, keeping my eye on the valley. Um, you know, South South Dakota State losing at UNI and Western beating uh, Missouri Missouri State. That just those were my two uh, two games of the week. There, I, I really, I, it was hard for me to to put South Dakota State still in the top ten uh, with that loss. Yeah. And um, you know, for for Missouri Missouri State, well, I got the shovel out because again, they 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 went to the graveyard on that one. So, and, you know, but but the Bears have had a, a good season so far. You know, right. com- again, compared to where they were expected to be, so uh, you know, hats off to the Bears. They still got some uh, some good time to, uh, to 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 play some good football. But uh, you know, it'll be building blocks, I think, for next year instead of uh, going to a to a possible playoff bid. I feel like with McNeese, we we had talked about for you know past few weeks. It's one of the teams that really didn't deserve their ranking, and just the way they struggled really mm-hmm. most of the season. Because this is looking at their schedule. You know, season opener against North Colorado, who just got their first win this past week, they scored 17 points. And in their third game against Nichols, they scored 20. And after that, the most they scored, if you take out their second game against Houston Baptist, where they scored 51, the most they've scored in the game is 24. So their offense is really their Achilles heel this year from what it looks like. And, you know, a couple weeks ago, struggling with Stephen F. Austin, 17-10. Then last week, struggling with Abilene Christian, 24-21. So, despite their top 10 ranking, none of us really feel like they had earned it 
Yeah, it's a surprise that they got manhandled the way they did, but I don't think it's as much of a surprise that they actually lost, if that makes sense. Well, actually, I have it the other way. I, I wasn't surprised that they lost. Incarnate Word, you know, since uh, I've been I've been following the Southland team yeah. of the season, Incarnate Word's been a good team, you know. They've been one of those teams that you've that you've always had your eye on, that you're always sitting there going, okay, you know, this is this this is not going to be as easy of a of a time. And and again, you know, we're talking about teams that are not playing down to what they were what they were expecting mm-hmm. to. You know, like um, like uh, Georgetown. You know, I said earlier, you know, Incarnate Word was not supposed to, uh, to to do anything this year. And, and they, they opened their season with a couple losses, and they beat Stephen F. Boston 31-7. to um, Then they beat Abilene Christian, and then they beat Southeast Louisiana. And, I mean, you started to pay attention to this team and go, okay, this team's got something here. And then they lost. Some, you know, what I think what's going to hurt them, um, you know, if – when it comes down, because their first two losses were actually two FBS schools. I didn't realize that right off, but their first two losses were to FBS schools. I think what's going to hurt mm-hmm. them, you know, if, if, if they, if they don't get into, into the playoffs is they lost a couple of weeks ago, 20, there's only like by about, there's only maybe about, about six or seven points to Lamar. That's yeah. what's going to hurt them. You know, so I look forward to seeing, though, um, I know they've got Sam Houston State coming up. They've got Nichols. Uh, they've got Central Arkansas still coming up. And I think, I think that they're supposed to go back to Iowa State. Uh, that, that, that was yeah. canceled. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm trying to remember why that was canceled. But I think Iowa State canceled it on them and then rescheduled it. So I, I I think that game, you know, if, if if they're not going back to the playoffs, if they're not going to the playoffs, that game against Iowa State will be a will be a. Good I game. wonder if it's because, I, you know, South Dakota State was supposed to play Iowa State at the beginning of the season, but that game got canceled due to weather. So I think Iowa State needed to fill another game, and so Incarnate Word was supposed to end their season against North Alabama, but they bought that game out to schedule Iowa State, but the situ- the stipulation was that game against Iowa State isn't played if Incarnate Word makes the playoffs or Iowa State's playing for the Big 12 championship. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, we were both like, well, none of those things happening, so that game will be played. But now here we are, seven, eight games in, and it's a real possibility Incarnate Word might not play Iowa State because they might make playoffs. And wouldn't that and they're be tied for first in the Southland. <laughs> Yeah, and that would be a great, uh, you know, reason for them to to not have to go to uh, to Ames to to play to yeah. play the Cyclones. And 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 I, I I I'm I'm not a fan of, of Incarnate Word. I you know of course you know, but but honestly, if in my heart of hearts, I'm cheering for the Cardinals. You know, just like I'm cheering for the Camel Camels uh, this year for yeah. some reason. You know, I mean, this is another team that that they're not supposed to do anything, and look where they're at yep. this year. You know, maybe maybe that should be a segment coming up here soon. Who who played the best that that wasn't supposed to? So yeah, you, yeah. Can't, you can't help but feel good for these teams that are really 
starting to turn their programs around, like East Tennessee State in the Southern, and like you said, Incarnate Word in the Southlands, Prairie View in the SWAC. Mm-hmm. You know, because the, the SWAC for the last four or five years has always been Grambling and Alcorn State. But Grambling is now sitting mm-hmm. two and two in the conference, while Southern and Prairie View are tied for first. I mean, the tiebreaker goes to Southern because they did beat Prairie View. But in like Southeast Missouri, ending Jacksonville State's Ohio Valley Street. You know, these, the parity in SCS football is getting bigger and bigger each passing year. So it's great to see more teams step up. And really, yeah, you still have your elite fight North Dakota State, James Madison, but that second and third tier tier is getting a little more crowded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think the committee's going to have some tough decisions this year. You know, there's a lot of – it seems like, and, and as soon as you, you start getting comfortable with a team winning, all of a sudden, yeah. goodbye. And I right. hate to say it, but, you know, I, I, I we we talked a few weeks ago about, about overrated. Kennesaw State being at number two in the poll. I'm like, you're kidding me, right? I, I, I just don't see it. They play in the big South. They should uh, they, be beating these teams have- that bad. Their one really challenging game so far was their opening opening day game against Georgia State. And a lot of us feel like they should have won that game, and they, they did lead that game for the majority of the game. Then they lost it at the end. And, you know, as you saw in my mess just a couple of days ago, I was doing something that required knowing the opponent's records of teams. And so when I got to Kennesaw State, they have the mm-hmm. worst, opponent's record that I've came across so far, and I've done probably 20 or so teams. Kennesaw State's opponents are 11 wins to 30 losses. Mm-hmm. So they should I saw be you put that stat up there. Six and one. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, most they definitely. Honestly and then they've got George State. Ken- right, and then Kennesaw State's got Charleston Southern this week. And, and, and again, uh, there's there's a team that's it's not even a bubble game. No, no, no. Charleston Southern should not be, be, be worrying about that. What I'm looking forward to is in two weeks uh, when Campbell faces Kennesaw State. I think Kennesaw State will win, but at least it's going to be a challenge for them because I think Monmouth versus Kennesaw State, I think we all know how that game's going to go. Right. So, and then Kennesaw State finishes the, the, the season against uh, the Gamecocks there. Um, where is that game? That game is in in um, SunTrust Park. Atlanta. Thank you, thank you. I knew it was in a baseball stadium. I couldn't. I, I and, and I I hate to say it. I'm showing my age again. I'm thinking Fulton County Stadium. <laughs> it's been gone for years. That's been a while. <laughs> it's been gone for years, but I was thinking Fulton County Stadium. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he's just gonna skip Turner Field off the tester. Uh, um, so we can, if you want to start recapping last week's game of the week, we kind of talked about it a little bit. Oh. The Rhode Island versus Stony Brook, and well, and that, that game was just, you know, again, every time you you looked up, it looked like Stony Brook had just scored again, and again, yeah, and again. 
and I think I read that they had six. They scored on six possessions in a or seven possessions in a row. I yeah, think, that score yeah, really ahead. surprised me um, when I saw that margin of victory. Because you know we had talked about on the show prior that Stony Brook's offense wasn't really impressive. All this, all this stuff. So it's just like, where did the Stony Brook offense come from? Um, mm-hmm. And so I was looking it up. Um, they outgained Rhode Island four hundred and sixty to two hundred and one. Three hundred and fifty-four of those four hundred and sixty yards were just rushing yards. So their quarterback still didn't play that great. He was nine, or he was six of thirteen for ninety-nine yards and a touchdown. He didn't turn the ball over. Um, uh, Stony Brook got an interception and a fumble. And time didn't possession Stony really Brook caught have, my eye. Didn't Stony Brook have two uh, quarterbacks going though? I'm thinking uh, Jordan Cowan. Donald and I and I and I'm gonna probably butcher this last name, but Leotine or something like that. They had uh, Carbone, who was a six of thirteen for ninety nine, and then their I guess their backup, Tyquell Fields, he was two of two for seven yards and a touchdown. Okay. Now they All did right, have well, a two headed monster. Look at they had a, the running backs. They had a running back go for hundred and nineteen yards and then another running back go for hundred and seventeen yards. Um so time of possession, 37 minutes and 58 seconds for Stony Brook. Rhode Island had 22 minutes. Like, that's that's how Stony Brook is going to be a serious contender. Quarterback, you know, game manager, don't, you know, just keep the ball. You know, don't turn it over. Ground game, keep the opponent off the field, move the chains, and more importantly, score touchdowns. Like you said, they scored on seven, eight straight possessions. Mm-hmm. If Stony Brook plays yeah, like that, was- you know, defense really stepped up. Rhode Island was two of twelve on third down. Hawthorne Brook was six of twelve. Like that was just a perfect all around game for the Sea Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean they, 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 they played their hearts out. And, and and good for them. You know, I I'm glad for the Sea Wolves in this case, you know. That both teams needed this game. And again, Rhode Island's put one of those schools that you've that that's been building back up and and it was like, Well, okay. You know what? If they're going to get to the playoffs, so they need this game, and I think that they, uh, I think that this game kind of probably either put them on the bubble or at least the backside of the bubble. Uh, they they may be they may be hearing that shovel scraping the dirt here pretty quick. Yeah, especially you know they're coming off a loss to Maine, who was you know a game we thought mm-hmm. they should have won, and then just get walloped like that against Stony Brook. You still got to go on the road to Elon and James Madison. Not looking very great for Rhode Island right now. Uh, and, and then I don't even know who Rhode Island has coming up this week, but uh, second William here, let Mary. me see if I can. William, oh well, see, and, and there, there you go. They they need they they don't they don't just need to to win that game. They need to slaughter William and Mary in that game because, especially coming off this loss. But then they've got right. They still have Elon and James Madison coming up. I see. There we go. I'm using actually yeah, my both phone on the for road purposes too. now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> both on the road. Um, yeah, that's that's going to be extremely tough. Just a second here. I'm trying to 
coordinate something here so that way I can. Go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and she was sitting right at the end of my uh, at, at the end of my chair, and I, and I just the footrest just kicked out and just got her in the in the in the back by the her hind quarter there, so she jumped. So, um, but yeah, no, uh, they've got Rhode Island's got quite a quite a game, quite a season coming up. If they if they can beat Elon, if they can beat James Madison, I don't think they're going to have a problem beating New Hampshire this year. Um, but but now right. New Hampshire is going to be playing spoiler at that last week of the season if they're still in the running. So that'll be uh, that'll yeah. be a good game to watch. Yeah, CAA has been one of the more crazy conferences this year, and it's just going to get crazier as the season winds down. Hard to believe we're at the we're already at the point where it's only. You know, four weeks left of the regular season. I was just talking with another Leatherneck fan about that today, and we were we were very surprised. It's, it's like, where has this season already gone? I mean, we've had a lot of good games. You know, we, we were talking about the Montana game, even the Montana State game uh, that was out there in, in Montana, and Illinois State was a good game right up until the fourth quarter. And then and then we had the win this weekend at Missouri State. Now, you know, the Leathernecks have you and I coming up this week. That ought to be fun. And then, um, you know, we honestly, if if we can uh, if we can beat you and I, I mean, we're talking about winning out. You know, some people are talking about winning out, possibly getting getting that that nod into the playoffs. Uh, I haven't seen that yet, but. They're, they put me. They put me. I put. I had Western in my graveyard. I, they're, they're trying to put me. Have them put me back in their bubble. So we'll see if that happens. Play grave robber. Yeah, they, they may be rising from the dead here coming up uh, if they beat if they beat the Panthers this weekend in Macomb. So that'll be a fun thing. And I've got friends that are going to text me from the game to tell me how that that's going to go. So we'll see. So yeah. So, um, so do you want to? Is it time to go to the graveyard and see who who's uh, joined the teams that we've already had in there? I'm cool with it if you are. Um, I added a let's see, one, two, three, four. Looks like I got four teams in mine. I only put one team on the brink, and you kind of discussed it earlier on oh, my. Bubble is Maine. You know that twenty-seven to twenty loss to William and Mary puts them at four and three. And their remaining schedule, their really last impressive game they have left is Elon. I think it is. Let me double check. Oh, Towson. Yeah, they go to Towson. Oh, and Elon. So they got Towson and Elon left. You know to really. So they need. I would say both those games. Honestly, they really need to win out if they want a shot. Um, so they were on my bubble, and in my graveyard, I don't know if this is a little premature, but first team I put was Montana State, 34-24 loss to Weber. And I was looking at their schedule, and um, I keep getting a call from an area code I do not recognize. I looked at the state of Florida. Um, yeah, let's oh. see if it was someone calling the show, but it's not. So I have no clue. Um 
Yeah, and I don't think so. I, so. I have a uh, Montana State. Yeah, they lost to Weber State thirty, which isn't a bad loss. But I was looking at their schedule. You know, they have lost. Their losses have come to good teams. They are not giving up. <laughs> keep calling. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost Eastern Washington, um, South Dakota State, and Weber State. All top ten teams right now. And the games they have when they struggle, not to you know, hate on your Leathernecks, but they did squeak out against Western Illinois by three, only beat Idaho by one. And I was looking at the rest of their, you know, schedule. Their most impressive game is this week against Idaho State, who isn't even ranked right now. Um, and then they got Cal Poly, Northern Colorado, which they should win. And then they end the season with Montana, the rivalry game. So I don't think they have enough to really make to give themselves a better resume than the majority of these teams vying for those, like, last four playoff spots. So I went ahead and put them in the uh, graveyard. Then I put Sam Houston State just getting demolished by Lamar, 41-23. We already talked about it a little bit earlier. But, you know, we, we said obviously the Sam Houston team has just not been impressive at all. They should have lost to Prairie View earlier in the season. They got they lost to North Dakota. Um, they got blown out by three possessions to Nichols. And then this past weekend, just embarrassed by Lamar, who is three spots from last place in the conference. Like, you know, a playoff team does not do that. Um, so I put them in the graveyard. Missouri State, I think you already put them in there last week, but they went in mine. So I went ahead and put them in after their 31-14 to 14 loss to Western. And they just had mm-hmm. a brutal schedule to end the season. I was looking at it. And other than Towson, they might have the toughest four-game stretch to end the season. See if I can pull it up. This week they do have Southern Illinois. But they still play South Dakota they end the season with South Dakota State, North Dakota State, and Northern Iowa. I can easily see them going 0 three in that stretch. So Missouri State Well, I think you know, they'll win they, against Southern. Southern Yeah, I think they'll win this week. Know, they, they, but mm-hmm. I don't know what's been going on in Carbondale, but but Southern has not been impressive. Um Which yeah, really right. surprisingly Just talking about Southern Illinois, they have that really impressive showing against Ole Miss beginning of the season, Mm -hmm. but then that's really all they've had to show for the season. (laughs) Was a really competitive first half against Ole Miss. Yeah, that Uh, that was pretty much your right. So I could see them winning this weekend, but those last three games, I just don't see them coming out on top. So I went ahead and put them in the graveyard, and then. Last and least, Northern Arizona, forty-two to fourteen loss to Northern Colorado. Are you kidding me? Winless Northern Colorado, and you score fourteen points. Now I'm not 100 sure. Was that game at? Was that on the road for the Lumberjacks? Yes, it was. Yes, they were on the they were they were on the road this weekend in Greeley. So I shouldn't be surprised because you know as we all talk about there completely different team on the road than at home. But, you know, like I said with Sam Houston, you cannot be losing to these type of teams this way. Really, you can't be losing to them at all, but to get blown out and embarrassed by them, you got no chance. 
so Northern Arizona went to the graveyard. And that's the four teams I added to mine. Okay. Well, good deal. And so let me look around here just a second here. First of all, and I didn't hear you say it, but Western Carolina went to my graveyard this weekend. Uh, I think that they needed to, uh, just a second here, they needed to beat Mercer this weekend. Uh, they they didn't. And Mercer, I, I didn't even really have them on my bubble. I didn't even really think that was a possibility, but they got put on a bubble uh, for me there. Um, Stanford's on my bubble, by the way, taking a look at them. And let me put that in there as well. Um, East Tennessee State, boy, I wanted them, I really wanted them to be Wofford, but I, I don't even have them on my bubble yet. I think, I think East Tennessee State, I think they, that they could be getting a playoff run there from the Southern. So we'll have to, to stay tuned to that and, and, and see how they do these last couple of weeks. But I think that that was possibly, uh, you know, a good, a good chance there. Um, Davidson this week, they are in the graveyard, nothing against the pioneer, but, uh, again, as I've said before, that's only going to be a one bid, uh, conference there. Um, Drake is, is on my bubble and it's just simply because they have a four and two record and I don't see them actually gaining any ground anytime soon. Uh, when I look at Drake's record, um, or when I look at Drake's schedule, uh, they they still got San Diego uh, in a couple of weeks. They've got Valpo this coming weekend. They should win that game. They lose that game. They're going to the graveyard. Uh, they've also got Marison Moorhead State coming up as well. So I mean, if they 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 lose in a couple of weeks to San Diego, they're probably done. Um, Stetson, I'm not putting them on my bubble yet, but uh, they very well may be. Uh, be headed there. Uh, they have just a second here. They they've already lost to San Diego, so they're not going to. They're probably not going to pass them. Uh, they've got Davidson, Moorhead State, Butler, and Valpo left. Um, I I could easily see them winning out, but is that going to be enough to you know? Unless San Diego falters, it's not going to happen. I think San Diego's probably going to take the pioneer there. So. Second here, as I'm trying to load up, I, I was I was just kind of going conference by conference through some of these things. So, um, good now. Um, yeah. So 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 those are the the main teams that I've had. As as we've as we've already talked about, and I don't want to beat the dead horse, uh, but. Uh, yeah, Missouri State. You guys, you guys already know it. You guys are are on my graveyard, and as you've said, they've got that brutal finish to the season, and I I don't see them coming back and winning that. You know, in fact, actually, if they if they win one of those three games, that's actually going to be an impressive finish for me there. Um, South Dakota State. I still think, even though they faltered this week, they're uh, they're okay, and you and I. They've, you and I, I was looking at their schedule earlier. Um, you know, they've still got Youngstown State uh, after Western Illinois. They've got Illinois State, and they've got Missouri State. So, again, there's another team that could win out uh, if they get by Western and Illinois State. Um, 
So, of course, in the in the valley, I like to say any given any given weekend there could be an upset. So I'm hoping that there's uh, there, there's definitely that upset as as the Leathernecks go to take on the Panthers. Uh, and really, I mean, those are the teams that I've had going to my bubble. You you had a few of them earlier. Um, South Dakota, uh, they they did enter my graveyard, by the way, because I they, they definitely needed to win out to even have a chance to go to the playoffs. I don't see that happening now. Um, let me look back at the Colonial. Oh, I put Campbell on my bubble. Um, uh, again, the Big South. It's it's not that competitive of a conference, but uh, I think the loss definitely hurts them. Um, and Monmouth will will of course have that tiebreaker. Though again, I I I'm just not convinced that Monmouth I, I, Monmouth has not impressed me in the last couple seasons. Yet they made it to the playoffs last year. So we'll see how how Monmouth does. They're also a bu- they were a bubble team of mine from last week. And moving on along, Elon, they're, they're safe. Delaware's safe. Maine, yeah, I, I shoveled some dirt on them this weekend. I think they're done. And same with Rhode Island. So, honestly, I think that pretty much covers the teams that I've got there. Um, you already talked about St. Houston State and, and Northern Arizona. They're, I mean, they're in my graveyard as well. Um. Yeah, I think we've we've I think we've covered everybody there. Yeah, some of these teams definitely didn't help themselves last week. Um, if you want to, we can move on to the stats top twenty-five. Um, see if anything jumps Let's out. Now we do that talk. because again, <laughs> I'm sitting there looking at that stats twenty-five. This week, I, I looked at that and just went. Am I am I completely out of whack here? Um, you know, North Dakota State, of course, was number one in South, and then and then I saw Kansas State number two, and I looked at that and went, "You've got to be kidding me! How did that happen? Uh, that just shouldn't have happened." You I don't know, know what's James keeping Madison. them from putting James Madison back at number two, because since mm-hmm. that Elon game. James Madison hasn't done anything wrong. They've done what you expect of a number two team. They've not struggled. They have just shut down everyone since that Elon game. And like I said, if you play that game again, I think James Madison wins no problem. Oh yeah. No, I agree. I you know you look at you look at how that team is built, and I, and I think you're right. I think every everything would point to James Madison. And I think even Preston says you, you play that game 10 times and seven times James Madison's going to win that game. You know, and I, I agree with him. I think, I think overall James Madison is the better team. And and then you can look at James Madison. If you put James Madison and the Kennesaw state on the same field, that's not going to be a game. Mm-hmm. I, I, I truly, I don't think Kennesaw state has been tested. I don't think they're going to get really tested until they, you know, these last few weeks of the season when they play Campbell, Monmouth, and uh, and uh, Jacksonville State. So I think that's when they're finally going to see some some real competition. I don't think they've seen it yet. Yeah, I, I, I fully agree. You know, if they 
have had a really easy easy schedule up to this point. And I still I, after Campbell's lost to Monmouth, I wouldn't be surprised if Campbell doesn't really give Kansas State much of a test. Um, and really, depending on which Jacksonville State team shows up, Kansas might not really even have a test in the playoffs. Uh, James Madison is over here dropping, you know, shutting out Villanova 37 to nothing, William and Mary 51 to nothing, Richmond 63 to 10. And you know, James Madison does have a chance this week to really have a to really catapult Kennesaw State because they do play Stony Brook. And looking at James Madison's you know last four games, they do play Stony Brook, Rhode Island, and Towson. So James Madison wins out like I expect them to. I would not be surprised if they were able to grab the number two seed over Kennesaw State. If both teams win out, you know James Madison has to get that number two seed, in my opinion. Just really based on the fact of competition and just the eye test. Because there's been games where Kennesaw State really just starts off slow. But James Madison, you know, apart from that Elon game, has really just looked like the definitive number two team in the country. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I totally 100% agree with you on this one. So, Unfortunately, I think that's the way it is, and but uh, I think the voters, and it's not really that that far off in the in the, in the polls here so far. But I think you yeah. give you give them a couple more quality wins, and I think James Madison does retake the second the second spot in the country, and I think Weber State follows them right up there. You know, they're leading the big they're, they're leading the Big Sky, and and really, they're again. I'm surprised I'm saying it that they're number four and they're underrated, but I think that that's true. Are you talking about Weber State? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I truly think that that we could see a much. Um, I, I think that they that they very well could could rise up and and uh, yeah, we- and overtake Kennesaw State too. Again, I just. I, and then I even look at Eastern Washington and UC Davis, and I'm sitting there thinking, uh, and again, Kennesaw State is in their top five. How? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you saw Preston. He's he's talked. He, he sent us a message earlier this week because we were doing our polls, and he said he had Kennesaw in the seven to eight range in his poll. Mm-hmm. And you know, I agree. You know, if you put if you put neutral site. You know, Kennesaw State versus Eastern, I'm taking Eastern. Kennesaw versus South Dakota mm-hmm. State, I'm taking South Dakota State. And um, mm-hmm. I even just because we really don't have – we don't really know much about Kennesaw just because they haven't played anybody. The one team they played is one of the worst teams in the FBS, Georgia State, and, you know, they lost. So, right. in a game but like I, we, we have already said, I like I should have won. That thinking, I, I'm thinking that the Owls are overrated, and and now they're really overrated. And if they right. lose to if they lose to Campbell, or if they lose to to the Mammoths, uh, I believe it's the Hawks there. If they if they lose to the Hawks, then you know then they're really going to tumble. And that's that's even before they lose, uh, you know, possibly lose to the Gamecocks and and Jacksonville State. I mean, they they've been in that top. 10, 12 category all season long. 
you know, so go figure. They had a stumble and, and they've fallen, you know, down to 12th place. But, you know, I think that that, that truly is the only competition that they're going to see this year that's going to show, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're deserving of a, of a good ranking. Right. So. <clears throat> you know, we talk about the Colonial just being really chaotic in terms of standings and all this stuff. The Big Sky, they have the number four, fifth, and sixth ranked teams in the country in Weber State, mm-hmm. Eastern Washington, and UC Davis. So that conference seems to be just as crazy and really still in one for the taking. And that's the, you know, what I said earlier about the parity in FCS football growing because you look at, you know, when I was looking at my conference, the, the Southern Conference, from first, there there's six teams in the conference say they have one loss or two loss. So it's still, this deep in the season, there's still realistically six teams that can win the conference. So, and one of those is East Tennessee State, who hasn't had a winning season in so many years. Uh, but the not get off topic too much. Keeping on with the top 25. Uh, it pains me to see Wofford back in. I know they got that big <laughs> win against East Tennessee State. But my big issue is that they're ranked over Towson. And UC Davis, it's a, UC Davis is long to finally get some respect. Mm-hmm. Where's Towson? You, I know there's a lot of people that are still weary on believing in Towson full-heartedly. But they've been one of those teams that's just been under the radar, I feel like. And, you know, they're just taking care of business week by week. Because I think Mm -hmm. the one loss is to an FBS school in um, Wake Forest. So they're 6-0 on the FCS level. And their closest game on the FCS level has been a 10-point win against Villanova. You know, that Stony Brook team that just – Blew out Rhode Island. Towson beat them fifty-two twenty-eight. And that well, Mary right, team. That, that Nova win was that Nova win came the week after the Wake Forest loss. It did. Yeah. So I mean, there could have even been a little bit of a hangover effect there after playing their FBS opponent, and then you know, kind but like they still pulled that game out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they still pulled that game out. So, yeah, I, you know, I, and nothing against it. I'm surprised. Okay, so so getting back here to the poll, yeah, Jacksonville State falls down to 12. Um, well, you know, Illinois, Illinois State fell uh, only three places to 11, and I was a little, I was a little surprised on that too um, because, again, they lost to you and I. I, I was surprised that they didn't fall a lot further than that. So, um, they lost North Dakota thinking State, about, I'm sorry, you're right. They've got you and I coming up though. Um, and then they've got South Dakota state this week. You know, if they, yeah. I, I, I don't know what's going on with South Dakota state. I mean, they've, I think that they've been close to losing a couple of games earlier this year that they, you know, that they should have had blown out. Uh, but, you know, you've got South Dakota State coming up for the Redbirds. You've got the Panthers, uh, you know, unfortunately for uh, for Illinois State, that's in the Unidome. 
You've got Indiana State, who I'm sorry, I'm just not going to turn my back on the Sycamores this year because right. I think I think they're sneaky dangerous. And and now they know that they're playing the role of spoiler. Oh, boy. You know, you watch out for teams like that. And then they've got the Penguins at the end of the year. So, I mean, easily they could be 2-2 two and two or even 3-1 and one going the rest of the way. Um, and I think, um, I think and they've I got talent. They've got beat. All of a sudden, I'm hearing myself repeat on, uh, and there it goes away. Uh, but they've got they've got the talent to go three and one or, or four and zero oh to, uh, to to close out. It, it would not surprise me though if for some reason that they end up you know going two and two here uh, towards the end. So, um, but I with the loss to North Dakota State. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I was thinking it was you and I already for them. Um, but again, then you've got Central Arkansas and McNeese still hanging around uh, 13 and 14, and I just don't get it. I just don't get that. Stony Brook is is in 15th. I uh, you know underrated. I was. Yeah, I was I would put them easily above McNeese Central, probably Jacksonville State. I mean, I would have Stony Brook closer to the edge of the top ten rather than all the way back at fifteen. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking I'm they think, should be a twelve team at least. Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, with, especially with the way that they handled. Rhode Island and, and Rhode Island has been a pretty good team this year. You know, I understand that they pretty much. Uh, you know, I put them, you know, one foot in the in in the graveyard this week. But right. uh, honestly, I I thought Stony Brook uh, should have been moved up again past Central Arkansas and McNeese, and and you moved them past Jacksonville State. I I still I'm still holding on to Jacksonville State actually being, you know, closer to a top ten team. I didn't have them. No, I did not have them in my top ten this week. So. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought that they should. I thought Stony Brook should have been number twelve. Um, Colgate being sixteen, six and zero, and they're only in sixteenth place. As you as you can't see it, but I've got an eyebrow raised on that. No, <laughs> I think I think a lot of it, really, probably all of it, is just the fact that they play in the Patriot League. So you know, Patriot League is one of those conferences. You know, it's just. Not not a powerhouse, so we don't take you seriously. But Colgate has, I don't say they they won a couple of games over the uh, Colonial League. Uh, they beat William and Mary. Um, mm-hmm. They shut out. They I mean, shut yeah, out. It's William and Mary. I just want to rave about their defense. Like in the last four games, really go back to five games, they've allowed six points. They've shut out opponents three times, including William and Mary. And allowed three points in New Hampshire and Bucknell, and they have a what a lot of us was not expecting. This Saturday they have a showdown with Georgetown, and that's a battle of unbeaten in the Patriot League. So it's going to be interesting to see if Colgate can keep it going. I, I expect them to, um, because just looking mm-hmm. at the Patriot League, um, Georgetown and Colgate are the only teams that have won more than two games in the conference. Four teams. Wait, no, that's overall. Hold up. <laughs> People let me down. 
okay. overall record, more than two wins. <laughs> Let's change it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just thought their defense is what's impressed me the most, like I've said. You know, I don't care what conference you play in and who you play. To only allow six points in five weeks, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's just a great defense, and, and you're right. You know, you okay? So they're 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 the Patriots, but still, you still got to go out there and hold those teams, you know, out of the end zone or away from the uprights. So, yeah, that's that's still a very impressive, impressive, uh, impressive stat right there. You know, Colgate so, yeah. their schedule. They end the season with Army. So, you know, after Georgetown, they play Fordham and Lehigh, who they should beat easily, I would, I would assume. So, if they can get by Georgetown and get that Army game undefeated, I wonder how much of a chance you really give Colgate. You know, Army does run that triple option, but Army's not really a powerhouse at the FBS level. And so, with Colgate's defense and the tests that they'd have against triple option, I, I would have my eye on that Colgate-Army game, really. Should be an interesting game right there at the end of the season. Yeah, especially um, still undefeated at that point. So after Colgate in the top twenty five, we have our favorite team, Northern Iowa, who and, and, and is one of our. You know, I I had them. <laughs> I had actually had them on my bubble, and then they go ahead and they beat South Dakota State. What the heck? <laughs> and now they've got, and and then this week they've got the Leathernecks. Oh, getting hot at the at least the game or the wrong time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and and nothing against it from from the friends of I was talking with this morning. We're all hoping that this is going to be the letdown game for them, and uh, uh-huh. this is the one that that bursts their bubble. <laughs> I mean, this is really a. Um... A trap game for them. I would, you know, because you know, last week, you know, big win against South Dakota State at home, go on the road to Western, and then the week after that, they host Illinois State. So, if they're not careful, I could see this being a trap, especially how if Western plays like they do against Missouri State. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you on that. You know, and and Western is kind of sitting there looking at this game, and they're going. Okay, either either we're going to put up or shut up here, you know. Right. I mean, I, I actually it would have been fun while uh, you know earlier, you know, if I had had a chance to to sneak up to Western Hall, it would have been fun to go over to uh, you know see if I could find uh, anybody in the football office to see if they could give me some comments on this game, because I think it would have been fun to see what they're what they were thinking about this game. I mean. Uh-huh. Obviously, they're going to say you and I is going to be a, a good, a good, good test, and you know all that stuff. But you know, I really would have loved to have to have seen what they're thinking about. Now, Saturday in Macomb, I got to admit uh, it's going to be partly sunny. It's going to be a beautiful day for football. You know, Western Illinois, it's going to be a high in the in the mid to upper fifties, and it's supposed to be just a really uh, uh, like a light uh, crosswind across Hampton Field. So. Um, again, I know that that people are are looking forward to this game, and you know, there's something we've been conference rivals with with you and I for years, whether they uh, you know think that or not. 
Um, but we've been conference rivals with this team for years, and I, boy, it would be a, a big feather in the Leathernecks cap to be able to, you know, put them back where they belong down down at the end of the uh, top twenty-five. So, not again. Just having that little bit of insight, you know, people uh, people in Macomb are, are definitely looking forward to that game against the number seven. And the, and then they also keep saying, yeah, we also beat the number fourteen ranked, uh, you know, Montana Bobcats here. So, you know, they're they're, they're just sitting there, you know, rubbing their hands and going, all right, bring on bring on the Panthers. So, it, it could be a very fun game this weekend uh, down in Macomb. So, and then you look at North Carolina A and T, and again another team that's. Uh, I just I just wonder what the heck they're doing down there. Good night, Dad. Just a second here. I, I you know I I just you know you look at what what are they doing down in, you know in 18th place on the pole. All right. Yeah, North Carolina A and T, one of the, one of those teams that, um, yeah, they got that. Um, they got that opening season win against Jacksonville State, but then they they think they faltered a little bit in uh, the previous weeks. They got squeaked by, or they got upset by Florida A and M, and then um, who else was it that they lost to? That's a real surprise. Uh, um, yeah, they lost to Florida A and M. Morgan lost State. To Morgan State. That's what and it was. East Carolina. They they did make that up. That was that was postponed like because of the hurricane. Actually, it was postponed like by a day. I don't even know if it was postponed a week. But I mean, the yeah, I think it was a day. They played the previous Sunday. Yeah. Right. But yeah, you know they got that you know season win against Jacksonville State next week, upset East Carolina, and then all of a sudden you know North Carolina AD is looking like hey if this team gets in the playoffs. They might make some noise, but then they start to falter a bit, upset by Morgan State. Then next week, no problem with South Carolina State. Upset by Florida A&M, which they had, I think, a 21-6 halftime lead. And then oh. last week, no problem with Bethune Cookman. I feel like it just seems like North Carolina A&T is one of those teams that's like, if they don't take the opponent seriously, which you can say it's not a lot of teams, but if they don't take the opponent seriously, you know, they are – you know, able to get beat, and they just have a problem of really staying focused week in and week out. Because I feel like, that, especially how the season started, they started to overlook some teams, and it kind of bit them in the behind. Right, but they've got the bye week this week. Am I on here? Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, they've got the bye week this week, and then they've got Norfolk State, Savannah State, North Carolina Central. They should win out. Yeah, and and honestly, I don't think that they'll be. I don't think that they'll get a buy that first week of the playoffs. But you know, they're 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 definitely in line to host a, a game. Um, you know, coming up here in the playoffs. So I'm looking to see because I was looking at the MEAC standings and Florida A and M does uh, lead the conference and looking at their final four games. They played Morgan State this week. And they got Howard, South Carolina State, and Bethune Cookman. The Howard game's gonna be a test for them. And then Bethune Cookman at the end of the season. This is gonna be a another big test as always is big rivalry game down there in Florida. So it's not a given that North Carolina A and T won't win the MEAC. 
Florida A and M's gonna hold up their end of the bargain. So it's gonna be interesting to see how that conference uh, pans out. Um, then you look at Princeton, number nineteen, another undefeated Ivy League team. Nichols, no clue how they're still in. Uh, no. Delaware's is at twenty at twenty one. I feel like they should be above Nichols, at least. Um, well, especially North with Dakota fine. Oh yeah. If they win this weekend, I'd expect them to catapult probably to the top fifteen. That's my guess. Well, and, and funny enough, uh, Nichols Nichols was uh, they were on bye this week. Right. Yeah. And they so had no number, they stayed number twenty. Yeah. Now, if they lose this week, because they've got Incarnate Word coming up, if they lose this week to Incarnate Word, I think I think we can start shoveling some dirt on Nichols. I think Gary. Look at my last week. I have them as a bubble team still. I, I'm being nice. Yeah, to I had them in the play. I had them in the graveyard last week because that lost to Abilene Christian. I still have them as a bubble team. I don't. Right. Uh, Nickel still has. Well, they. I think that they've got to beat Incarnate Word this week. Um, yeah. You know, in order to, to stay a bubble team, if they don't, I mean, they've got Houston Baptist, Stephen F. Austin, and Southeastern Louisiana left. All all those teams have just abysmal. I think that they have six wins between the three of them. You know, right? Uh, they've got to be incarnate. Word. I think they've got one win. Let yeah. me find out real quick. Yep, they beat a yep. I guess a D two school, Southwest Baptist. Yeah, that's their only win of the year. So against against FCS opponents. Yeah, no, they got nothing. <laughs> so I don't expect Houston Baptist to to do anything, you know, to to, to derail Nichols or Stephen F. Austin or Southeastern Louisiana. Honestly, I mean, Southeastern Louisiana is three and five. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if they've got any impressive wins. I mean, I know that they lost to Central Arkansas. They lost to Incarnate Word. Nope. Nope. They don't really have any impressive wins. Their 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 best win of the year has been at Lamar. They beat the Cardinals up there 30, 30 to 24. <laughs> it's so not always a good it. thing when their most impressive win is Lamar. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. what I'm saying is, is Nichols is uh, they're still a bubble team at best, I think. So, you know, they've lost them in the East. And then and after that, that Delaware twenty first, things start to get interesting because North Dakota finally enters in top twenty five, but then behind the Fighting Hawks. Our good pal Sam Houston State is still somehow in the top twenty-five. Over undefeated Dartmouth, two loss Southeast Missouri State, two loss Chattanooga, but no Sam Houston State who loses by eighteen to Lamar is number twenty-three. <laughs> still not and seeing it. I, and... I, 
I'm not either. Yeah. You know, and I'm glad North Dakota, I mean, North Dakota has been uh, definitely competitive in the big sky this year. So I'm really glad to see that they, that they entered the poll this year, this week. Uh, Again, Delaware. Yeah. You know, that's a team that's, that's still a bubble team right now for me. I think that they should get into the playoffs, but you know, they're, they're in a tough conference there with, you know, Colonial Mm -hmm. and, um, let's see here just a second. Who do they even have left? You know, they've still got Towson coming up this weekend. They've got Mm -hmm. Albany. They've got Stony Brook and they've got Nova. Well, they don't have any, they don't have an easy run. You know, this Towson is probably going to, that, that could, that could sink them right there. And if that doesn't, then Stony Brook could sink them. You know, I think I think again, you're you're looking at a team that's that's almost got a. They probably have to win out in order to to make the playoffs. Yeah, I would agree. Like I said, there's too many teams vying for not enough spots, and you know you got to start adding to your resume, get those key wins. So you know, if Delaware can definitely get. Make a statement this week. You know, they play Towson. We'll get to that a little bit later. But um, well, and I mean, they they do at least have they do at least have that win against Elon. Yeah. You know, so at least to their, they've got that. Yeah, and just talking about going to their closing schedule. They not like how do I word this. Um, unlike a lot of teams, they do have opportunities to really make the playoff committee take a look at them and be like, okay, this team has really earned an at-large bid. Because, like I said, mm-hmm. they do play Towson this week. They still got Stony Brook. You know, the, if you win, honestly, I feel like if you just win one of those games, if, you, if they just win one of those games and make the other one reasonably close, I feel like that would impress the playoff committee enough, honestly. It would have helped they could have had a little bit more impressive showing at North Dakota State, but not a lot of teams do, especially <laughs> in the Fargo Dome. So, <laughs> yeah, and well, you know, they played Rhode Island pretty close to start the season. Yeah, you know, and and that we we kind of all looked at that one earlier. Well, at least I did, and I, I I thought, well, boy, that that probably is the death knell for for the as. Uh, as Preston keeps calling them, the blue chickens, you know. So, yeah, I, they, they, I think, though, I think you're right. You know, maybe if they, if they keep it close against either Towson or Stony Brook and, and beat the other one, you're probably right. Then they probably do get a nod from the committee. But I think they're going to – I think that's going to be a, a tough task against Towson. That that game against Stony Brook is at Stony Brook, so that's going to yeah, be a challenge um, there too. And they definitely got to get you know win the other games. You got to beat Villanova, you got to beat Albany, which at this point in the season, really no no games to get. You really can't overlook anybody. You know the teams that are not in the playoff picture are looking to play spoilers, are looking to spoil your season. So you just got to take it one week at a time and really just get the job done. Um, I'm really surprised. I guess I shouldn't be surprised by this poll anymore, but I wouldn't have Maine 
in the top 25 either. <laughs> Just looking at the teams that received votes, like undefeated Dartmouth is still not in. Like, what more do they have to do to get, you know, a top 25 ranking? And how they're not in the top 25 at this point, I just don't know. I mean, they're pretty close to East Tennessee State, but that's not one of the teams that they should be over. You know, they should be over Maine, as I agree. Nichols, um, again, how are you still even in the top 25, let alone over doubling the points on, you know, on on East Tennessee State? I just don't Mm -hmm. think that. Um, yeah, no, I'll agree with you on that. Um, I'm trying to think who dropped out of the poll this week because somebody did, because otherwise North Dakota wouldn't be in it. Let's see. And, and nothing against it, but with as wild as the poll has been, the only team that, that, that wasn't in the poll last week that's in the poll this week is North Dakota. Right. That's what even blows my mind even more. I know you're looking at their website. Up, so they're not give you... Yeah, their their website doesn't tell me who dropped out. Oh, that stinks. Yeah. Oh, hold it. Here. Hold on. Well, let me just go to the last week's. That's exactly what I just did. Um, North Dakota was out. Dartmouth didn't. Dartmouth wasn't in. Princeton was at 23. Who dropped out? Here, let's figure it out real quick. Um, obviously, you and I is now up to 17. Delaware's still in. Princeton is still in. Rhode Island. Rhode Island has dropped out. That That's the team that's dropped out. Which I understand. And they dropped real How bad they lost. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because they're now behind Chattanooga and Florida A&M in terms of points. Well, in Southeast Missouri State, you know. So oh, yeah, I missed that. They they dropped out so so bad that 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 wasn't even considered, and they're just now ahead of Idaho State and 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 Incarnate Word. So go figure. Yeah. And we were just talking about them being playoff teams, you know. Mm-hmm. So because nothing against the uh, nothing against the Bengals, or I think they're the Bengals or the Tigers or something like that. They're they're some sort of strange cat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But I think Idaho State should definitely at least have some consideration. They have played again. It's a, it's another team that, boy, who even thought that they should even be considered? Um, but you know, they, other than again, they 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 opened up the season against a Division two opponent. Um, you know, they they beat North Dakota in North Dakota. Um, yeah. They beat Northern Arizona. Well, that's okay. They beat their their conference. Oh, well, yeah. They've lost to UC Davis. Now they've lost to Liberty. So I can understand right now why they're why they're in a tailspin. I think though, if they can beat Montana State and, and at least keep it close against Cal Poly and Weber State, well, they might have to beat Cal Poly, and State, especially Poly. 
Yeah, you gotta be cow pilot. Yeah, because and I and I don't know why bring them up with UC Davis this year. Um, yeah, yeah, they they better be cow pilot. So, but if they could if they could put some points on Portland State and Cal Poly, and at least keep it close against Weber State, I mm-hmm. think they they might get an invite. Yeah, I remember when I was uh, a couple of weeks ago, I looked up to see if I could find strength of schedules for the FCS, and I did find it on Hero Sports. And according to them, Idaho State actually has the fourth toughest schedule in the country, in the FCS level. So for them to be four and three, well, actually, they they actually have the number one toughest schedule. Western Illinois is at number two. Um, What kind of surprised me is North Dakota State's at number three in terms of strength of schedule. And they started off the season with, what, five straight home games? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty ugly. You know, and it, and you're right. That just doesn't seem like it should happen. Right. Now, here's the question. Does, does North Dakota next year go on the road for a punch? Are those home and homes? Um, <laughs> I'm going to go out on the limb and say no. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, North Dakota State, nothing against it. And I can I can vouch, you know, Western uh, – people don't like to come to Macomb. It's not an easy place to get to, you know. Um, people just don't like coming out there. They'll, they'll schedule Western for, for, for a road game. But they never want to want to return the favor and come back to Macomb. That was wonderful to see, you know, Montana come to Macomb this year. That that's a great matchup that we actually got at, at, in Macomb because somebody actually came out and saw us out there. That was, uh-huh. you know, I, there's been a lot of times where we've wanted to do a home and home, and the other the other school has said, but we don't want to come to Macomb. <laughs> You either fly into the Quad Cities, St. Louis, or Chicago. Well, the Quad Cities is your closest airport, and that's a, that's an hour and a half away. Right. And why they don't if they're if they're going to fly, why they don't uh, bring in a smaller plane and just and just bring them right into Macomb? I mean, we do have an airport that used to have commercial service, you know. Right. But that that's not me. But yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. Well, I was looking up. No, they actually played their first four games at on the at, at, at the Fargo Dome. Uh, Cal Poly, North Alabama, Delaware, and then South Dakota State. And then they they went on the road to U and I and Western. And then they played this weekend at, at Illinois State. And now they're alternating back and forth. And you know this. Uh, that last weekend was Illinois State at home. This week is they're at South Dakota. And then they're at Youngstown. Ooh, they have to travel down to Youngstown State. That could be an ugly game. Um, there's your trap game right there. Youngstown, Youngstown State in Ohio. Because for some mm-hmm. reason, the Penguins, especially later in the season, 
They like to win there. Right. So despite their record, that that could actually be a challenging game for for North or for North Dakota State. Um, and then they go to so they go to Youngstown. And got Southern Illinois. I'm sorry. So they go to Youngstown this year. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Youngstown State. I, I just I was looking at the schedule wrong. Youngstown State's going to to Fargo. Yeah. Right I was confused for a minute because I pulled up their uh, 2019 schedule because I got intrigued by that home and home, and I, I saw Youngstown. They play at Youngstown next year, so yeah. I was confused by that. They actually have a pretty difficult out of conference schedule. I don't want to get too far off topic, but they actually have a pretty difficult non conference schedule next year. They play North Dakota, Delaware, and UC Davis. Um. Well, the Delaware season, is probably out east. Yeah, it's at Delaware. North Dakota and UC Davis are at, at Fargo. It's off season. They shouldn't have no problem. They play Butler. Uh, neutral side at Target Field. But that UC Davis and Delaware, especially because it's at Delaware, those, those are going to be intriguing. Um, yeah. Before we run out of time, especially um, the way- we got to discuss the uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I think Delaware. I think it's Delaware out east. That's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, before we're out of time, uh, we do got to discuss our game of the week for this week, which is oh, again, yeah. another colonial showdown. It is Towson at Delaware. Um, Towson is uh, entering a difficult four-game stretch, probably one of the toughest in the season. Um, you know they're still vying for a national seed, so if they want to be you know taken seriously, because you know, they've been I feel like a little under the under the radar team this season, you know I feel like this is a game they must win. Um, the defense has stepped up the last two games, but they were against Elon and New Hampshire, who are really badly beaten up teams in terms of injuries. Um, and this is really Delaware's toughest test. Look at their schedule. This is really the toughest test since North Dakota State. But they do get Towson at home. And I feel like if Towson wants to win, they got to keep scoring. And uh, their high-powered offense, they have been – I looked at it earlier. The only FCS – they've only played – of their six FCS games, only one time have they scored in, uh, less than 36. So their offense is what's keeping them going. So I feel like you know they want to win this game. They got to uh, keep the offense rolling because I don't think Delaware has the offense to keep up in an offensive shootout. So if you're Delaware, obviously contain the Towson passing game. You know they got Tom Flacco leading the quarterback position for Towson. So for the Blue Hens, contain the passing game and turn this game into a defensive struggle. I could see that, um, you know, and I, I just kind of look at this one uh, again as we as we had mentioned earlier. Towson hasn't lost to a FCS team yet this year. Um, Delaware is playing for their. I think as we as we were also you know losing to those teams. I think Delaware, uh, you know, they need this game. They either need this game or they need Stony Brook. So I think I think in this case they they if they could get this game against Towson, it's going to make their playoff push a lot easier. So I I think that they that they 
I think Delaware is going to have to play with a lot of fire in their bellies on this one because if they don't, and if Towson if Towson blows them out, I think this I think the Bluehead season ends on uh, on November seventeenth. So I I. I you know, that's what I'm looking at here. I'm looking at uh, how how hard can Delaware uh, how hard can Delaware push it? Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna agree with you in the fact that if Delaware does not win this game, that game against Stony Brook becomes an absolute must win, and they really got to win out. They lose a Towson, but I think if they do lose this week. You know, really, when you look at these teams and they're vying for an at-large bid, you know, I would assume the committee likes to look at what did you do against playoff teams in the season. And what Delaware has done is they lost to Rhode Island to start the season, who may not be a playoff team. You know, they got manhandled by four touchdowns against North Dakota State. I understand it's North Dakota State, but still. Um, They did beat Elon. That's an Elon team that lost their running back and quarterback, you know. Right. So... And, you know, Delaware yeah, can't help Richmond. that because, I mean, uh, yeah, they did beat uh, Richmond and UNH pretty handily. Um, so if I'm Delaware. Yeah, but let's, you know, I, let's think about it. UNH this year, go figure, they're one and six. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, one of those teams that had really high expectations and has really uh, fallen flat this season. Well, yeah, but they lost their quarterback in the in the first half of their first game. So, right. You know, I mean, those injuries happen, and, and, and unfortunately, you know, the Wildcats can write this season off. But you know, um, I think I think their key wins so far this year have been against Richmond and Elon. And, and actually, Cornell wasn't a bad win. Right. Yeah. So. Now, so if you want, you just want to go ahead and give our prediction for this game. You know, you got to go with the hot hand, and I think the Tigers are the hot hand in this case. Um, I, I'll be happy for the Blue Hens if they keep it close. Um, but I, honestly, I think Towson wins just by a couple touchdowns. I think that high-powered off- offense, I don't think Delaware is going to have the answer for it. I just don't. Yeah, I think Delaware is going to put uh, a number of points though up on the board. Um, right. I think it's going to be a shootout. I, I, I truly could see – I could see the loser scoring 35 points in in this game. Yeah, I, if Towson's win this game, um, I see it the same way. Kind of get into an offensive shootout. But I just don't think Delaware's offense is going to be able to keep up with Towson. So that's why I think Delaware's is – if they lose this game, they're going to – stop at 28, 35 points. Towson's going to end up in the 40s or 50s. Mm-hmm. And I do think Towson's going to win this game. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, and I think you're right. I think it's going to be a couple scores uh, that, that Towson's going to win. And, and you know, I, and I think that that'll also possibly move Towson up a, a little bit in the polls. Maybe they'll get closer to a, to a ranked game. I don't think Towson's going to be a ranked team this year, uh, but I think maybe that'll get them a little bit closer. And if somebody else has an upset week, maybe that moves them up uh, enough so that way they they do get a ranking. Right. 
So I guess to end the show, we can just go to our uh, conferences, highlight some key games within our own conferences. Um, we'll just get through as many as we can, I guess. Um, Sounds good. Why don't we just wanna... go ahead? We'll start with the big sky and just keep rolling on through. And you tell me what you see as your highlight, and I'll tell you what I see as mine. All right. Works for me. You want to lead it off? I shall. Um, boy, looking here at the conference slate this week. Ooh, actually, a couple of games stand out to me. Uh, but but I think the game of the week uh, in in the Big Sky is Weber State visiting North Dakota. Uh, both teams are five and two. Both teams are close to the top of the of the standings in the Big Sky. I think that that is your game of the week. And I think that uh, whoever whoever wins this is going to have to do it in order to keep up with Eastern Washington. All right. Um, I'll go in the big sky, Montana and UC Davis. Montana does get the Aggies at home. Yeah, I, you know, this Montana team's really young. Um, they kind of had high expectations. I think a lot of that was just due to who they hired as their head coach. I still think they're a couple of years away from being back to the Montana of old if they do get there. But this is a really good game to get them started on that track. You have UC Davis, who's 6-1, and one, top six, top five team coming in. It's at Missoula. You're coming off a of bye week. I would not be surprised if Montana was able to really be competitive throughout this whole game. Not really them winning, but really keep it close, make UC Davis work for the win, especially with it being at Montana. And, again, as as we've talked about, Montana's a completely different team at home than they are on the road. I I agree with you. You know, this is going to be a tough game for UC Davis to to stay on top of the conference with. So let's see how how it comes out for them. So moving on to the Big South, let's see. Is there any game that is worthy of mentioning? Let's see here. Um, no, their website is <laughs> so hard to read. <laughs> I'm sorry, you've got uh, Monmouth and Presbyterian, Gardner South visiting Campbell, and Kennesaw State visiting Charleston Southern. That that actually probably is their best game of the week, and I think we know how Kennesaw State's going to do there. So let's move on. Moving over to the Colonial. Uh, well, again, our game of the week. We've, we've talked about it. It's Towson and Delaware. I think the other game that that you're going to want to keep an eye on, though, is Stony Brook and James Madison. You know, I again, I think James Madison's going to roll here. Stony Brook, they, they're going to have to bring their A game, but uh, I, I don't think that they've got enough A game to, to upset the Dukes. Yeah, I agree. Stony Brook, James Madison, that was another really contender for game of the week. Uh, I don't expect James Madison to really have too much problem with Stony Brook. Um, and then another game that Really probably wouldn't have been a key game until last week when William & Mary beat Maine. But I'd, I'd say Rhode Island and William & Mary, just because a Rhode Island loss here, that ends all their playoff hopes that they have. And now William & Mary is a team you really can't overlook. Yeah. Really, is there any team in the Colonial that you can overlook? I think Preston would say Richmond. but <laughs> Yes, he would. Yes, he would. Hey, let's let's move on to the Ivy, and honestly, I, again, you, you've got uh, you've got Princeton. Uh, again, let's take a look at who's who's uh, Princeton and Dartmouth playing. 
Harvard at home, and Princeton has Cornell at home. Both uh, Harvard and Cornell are three and three. So both Dartmouth and Princeton are playing teams with uh, 500 records this week. Uh, I think your game of the week really over there is Yale and Columbia. Um, I think that's going to be a fun game to watch. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Um, Really, none of these teams in the Ivy, except for maybe Brown, really can really can't take lightly. And I, I guess for my game, I'll I'll go Dartmouth and Harvard just on the the fight that I saw Harvard put up with Princeton last week. After they, I think they fell down early, like ten to ten nothing. But um, the fourth quarter is really when that game uh, got going because it was nineteen to fourteen in favor of Princeton in the fourth. But uh, so Harvard. I expect them to give Dartmouth a fight, uh, hoping mm-hmm. Dartmouth can hold on, just because I want to see a battle of unbeaten in the Ivy. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a fun uh, a fun game if that if that does take place. And again, I think we're already previewing if if it does. I think we're previewing our game for next week. So, uh, right. oh gosh, I just I just opened up the MEAC and just saw Betsy Cookman is going to Nebraska. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure who I would take in that game. Actually, Nebraska has looked absolutely abysmal. So, yeah, they have um, terrible this year. They yeah, got a, I, you they know, got, I mean, I know that's yes. They got a big win last week against Minnesota. I'll just, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, I mean, uh, Bethune Cookman comes in there. They they play uh, they they play hard, and I think that I really think that they. Could, they even might be able to to beat the, the the Cornhuskers, especially if they can get around their defense. It wouldn't surprise me. It just depends on which Bethune Cookman team shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and looking honestly, at the other MEAC games, none of them are exciting. Three and three no. North <clears throat> North Carolina Central, winless Delaware State, one win Savannah State versus three and three Norfolk State. Uh, I'm not feeling any of those. <laughs> No, no, especially NC Central and three and three versus Delaware State and the win seven. No, yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Um, all right, so so that brings us up to the Missouri Valley here, really quick. I know who I'm watching this week. What what's your game here? Um, I'll just go ahead and say South Coast State, Illinois State. You know, South Coast State they're looking a little weak last few weeks, and mm-hmm. Illinois State. You know, they, they struck struck out last week against North Dakota State, and they get the other team, South Dakota State, this week, especially at home. So wouldn't be surprised if the Redbirds look to make a statement uh, to the playoff committee, really to the SCS uh, platform. Yep. I, I agree with you on that, um, and, and nothing against it, but, you know, that, that's going to be, I think, your game of the week in the Valley. Uh, but but honestly, of course, my eyes are going to be headed towards Macomb and keeping an eye on whether Western Illinois can knock off North Dakota, Northern Iowa out there, um, almost at North Dakota State. Uh, I think I, 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 in my heart, I've got I've got the Leathernecks winning that game. Of course, I have the Leathernecks right now undefeated this year, so uh, that that you can't go by my heart on that one. Um, I think though that that it's going to be a close game in Macomb. I think we can take it. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, I was, uh, you know, drinking some of that Western Illinois Kool Aid earlier today. So, uh, <laughs> you know, 
it's hard for me not to say that, though, especially hey. seeing Northern Iowa 3-1 and one in the conference. And, um, yeah. Uh, if you're going to I beat Northern going. Iowa, it's going to be away from Northern Iowa. So mm-hmm. I'd give Western a chance just on that alone. Yeah, the that's what I'm Northeast hoping. Conference, really the only game is Bryant and Sacred Heart, the first-place team taking on the third-place team in the conference. Bryant is 5-2. and two. Um, They did lose to Stony Brook, and they lost to Central Connecticut. Um, a lot of close wins looking at their schedule. They beat Robert Morris by three, Fordham by one, uh, Duquesne by one. So um, don't have a lot of information on these teams. So I'm just going to nope. say the Sacred Heart right. plays a little bit of a lot of heart. <laughs> <laughs> now we're in yeah, uh, the Ohio Valley. <laughs> Ohio now, Valley we, for the uh, conference. Are we, going, I'm, are we going past 9 o'clock here? Or is it kicking us out at nine? It shouldn't, because we started at ten after. Okay, good. So let's keep going. Um, oh, well, looking at the schedule here. Yeah, we got nine minutes left. You know. Okay, good. We've got. We got. Who's who is Simo playing this week? Simo is playing uh, Tennessee Martin. Okay. It's one and six. <laughs> My game, uh, how you are with Western Illinois. Of course, in the Ohio Valley, my eyes are going to be on Jacksonville State. does not get easier for the Gamecocks. They go on the road against Murray State, who is now, thanks to SEMO, in first place of the Ohio Valley. They are undefeated in the OVC. And if Jacksonville wants any hope at the playoffs, they've got to win out, and they got to win this game. Oh, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And I think I think Jacksonville State will win this game. I don't see that to be an issue. I think was a, uh, I'm not going to say it was a fluke, but it was just a blip. And this week, here comes Jacksonville State, you know, right back at you. Well, JSU outgained SEMO by well over 100 yards, but turnovers were uh, five to zero. So, not a lot of teams win like that, especially on the road. So, if you're JSU this week, don't give the ball to the other team. Unless you're kicking it off. Well, there you go. (laughs) Yep, I agree with you on that. That, That's usually the way to win. Um, You know, turning to the Patriot, I think your game of the week, and and you you have been – you know, uh, championing hard for the Hoyas. Uh, they're playing uh, the undefeated Colgate. Uh, anyway, they're pl- they're playing Colgate this week. So uh, all the luck to the Hoyas because they're going to need it to uh, come out of here with what's better than four and four record. Um, Colgate Raiders. That's who. That's what I'm thinking. Trying to think of. So I think I think that that's going to be the, your game of the week, and I think Colgate will win that game. Yeah, I do too. I don't expect Colgate to really have that much trouble with Georgetown, especially with being at home. I think their yeah. defense is just too good to really lose anybody in the Patriot at this point. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Uh, turning to the Pioneer, who San Diego got this week? They got Jacksonville. That's that's an easy game for them. 
honestly, I think your game of the week here is Stetson Hatters traveling to Davidson. Davidson coming off that tough double overtime loss last week. Uh, but Stetson still needs to win that game in order to, to keep up with the Toreros. And uh, honestly, Drake should beat Valpo. So uh, that's, that's, that's what I'm looking at in the Pioneer. And then I guess we'll move on to the SWAC. And uh, believe it or not, in my opinion, the SWAC has three games this week that really stand out. Uh, first is just because it's a big rivalry game. It's a big event. It's uh, the Magic City Classic, Alabama A&M hosting Alabama State. Uh, that game's played at Legion Field in Birmingham. Uh, really, though, these two teams are really close. You know, Alabama State got that really – upset win a few weeks ago against Alcorn State. Alabama and has been one I feel like when they even though they're three and four, they haven't been really rolling over for teams. They uh, only lost to Southern by two. They did beat Jackson State. Only lost to Alcorn State by nine. So uh really this is gonna be a very competitive game, really big event. And then you also got Alcorn State in Prairie View. Alcorn State defeated Grambling, like I said, with twelve seconds left last week. And Prairie View really needs this win if they want to stay in the race for the SWAC West. They already lost to Southern, and they are currently tied with Southern for first or a half game back because they're two and one in the conference. Southern is three and one. Um, but if Prairie View wants to keep this, uh, they're really season going, and they need this win over Alcorn. And then last and not least in the SWAC, I had um, if I can bring it back, Jackson State at Southern. Despite the loss to North Alabama last week, Jackson State is currently second in the SWAC East, or two and one in the conference. Um, and like I said, Southern is leading the West three to one. So the SWAC, despite being you know really a two-team conference the last few seasons, it is still a good four or five-team race this late in the season. And that's why they got so many key games still especially this week. A lot of first and second place teams in the divisions playing each other. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? Moving back over here to the Southland, um, you know, I'm looking here at Central Arkansas and McBee State. They they face off Saturday night at, uh, well, 7 o'clock your time, 6 o'clock mine. Um, Central Arkansas, they need this mm-hmm. game on the road. I think uh, so that way, you know, they can stay relevant. And, and honestly, I think McNeese needs it as well. Um, I mean, again, we're talking the Southland, and I still can't believe we're talking about three or four teams that could possibly go to the playoffs. And I think uh-huh. one of the more deserving teams is, is Incarnate Word. and They really need that win at Nickel State this week. So, that's a Saturday afternoon game again, uh, 4 o'clock kickoff, the Eastern, 3 o'clock Central. Um, I, you know, Incarnate Word just, uh, I, I really think that they can win this game. I know that they would consider that an upset, but uh, I think that we can go ahead. I think we can, um, I'm not that we can go ahead and write in a Cardinal win there, but I think that they said <laughs> that uh, Incarnate Word, if, if they beat the Colonials, that's not really an upset in my book. Uh, that's just me. Um, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. So, um, Sam Houston State, uh, yeah, Sam Houston State's got Southeast Louisiana again 
I think they should win that game as well. And yes, as you're right, the last conference is the Southern Conference. And I have Mercer and Wofford as my game of the week. Um, Wofford, they got that win over East Tennessee State, puts them in a tie for first in the conference. But of course, gives Wofford the uh, tiebreaker. So they would currently be leading division. Mercer is also 3-1 and one in the conference. So, you know, they got the upset win earlier in the season against Samford. That was Samford's first game after dropping to Florida State. They did lose that next week to the Citadel. But they have gone 2-0 in the conference since they beat ZMI and Western Carolina. Um, I'm a little concerned with Mercer's defense because, like I said, you know, they did drop 59 last week against Western Carolina, but they gave up 46. Against VMI, they did score 48. They gave up 38. So, and you've always and talked about Wofford. You've talked about Wofford having a triple option. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, the same offense yeah. the Citadel runs. So, and the uh, Mercer did give up 38 to the Citadel. So, and it's at Wofford. So. I would think the Terriers get the job done against Mercer, especially if they put out they did last week against ETSU. I think you're right. Uh, Chattanooga's, of course, got uh, Virginia Military Institute, not a big deal there. And, again, uh, Western Carolina traveling to East Tennessee State. So, uh, yeah, I think there you go. Well, that wraps up all the conferences. We got 40 seconds left. So, any closing remarks? Despite this uh, scramble of an episode, go go Leathernecks. <laughs> <laughs> um, this weekend, I'm going to be the biggest Dartmouth and Princeton fans I've ever been. So, um, yeah, I'll just say go. I don't think Green. I've ever really paid attention to two games in the in the in the Ivy League before at the same time, but. I think you're right. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how those two games come out. All right. That's going to end the show. See you all next week. Have a good night. Have a good night.